0: And we are back for another episode of the Thrills and Chills podcast brought to you by ShareBird and Clue. This is a show all about establishing product marketing and being the first product marketer. I'm your host, J.D. Prater. Today, we are meeting with the wonderful Sarah Scharf, the head of product marketing at Vanta, about her journey of going from Google all the way to a Series A startup. But before we do, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Clue. That is Clue with a K, the leading competitive enablement platform for product marketers who drive revenue for their business. Clue helps you collect, curate, and distribute competitive insights to enable sales and revenue teams to win more deals. Don't just compete. Compete to win with Clue. Sarah, really excited to have you on today, the Thrills and Chills podcast, because you're going to offer such a unique experience and background that we haven't quite had before. So you have recently joined a very cool startup, which we're going to get into as the head of product marketing, but you were at Google before that. Google, it's Fang. It's like one of those companies. And you were there for over six years. So talk to us about this contrast of you got a big company, you're doing things in product marketing, and now you're at a startup. What's this change been like?
1: Yeah, it certainly has been a change. And you know, prior to Google, I was at a very early startup, a seed stage startup that didn't work out. And I kind of had anticipated when I joined Google that I was going to be there for two years and lick my wounds from coming from (laughs) a startup and then get back into it. But I just had a fabulous experience there. And I had the opportunity to be the first on a lot of different teams. So I was the first dedicated marketer on privacy and security, joined an early stage team called the Next Billion Users focused on emerging markets, products, Eventually, I was working on the Android platform. So I always felt like I found niches within Google to really... I mean, it's kind of a cliche to say it's a startup within a big company because now <laughs> yeah. being at a startup, I, I know that that's not true, but I always enjoyed being the first and kind of breaking new ground. And then I really did want to get back into kind of a more early stage company. And I've had the contrary experience when I was interviewing with startups who were like extremely concerned about Google experience. Can mm. you roll up your sleeves? Can you get stuff done? <laughs> and I kind of have found that when you've managed launches where 50 channels are going going live at once and you're managing hundreds of stakeholders and kind of project managing across 10 different teams. Actually, it's maybe easier to scale down some of those processes as opposed to like scaling up from having a base of nothing. So if anything, I found it to be an asset and particularly if you're joining a company that's hopefully scaling really quickly and wants to look more like Google than an early stage startup at some point.
0: That's a really good point. I mean, you hear this all the time. It's like, can you do this. So I spent a little bit of time at AWS before joining an early stage startup where I am now. And I got this very similar types of questions, right? And you're just like, well, you know, let me walk you through it. And it's funny because the founders came from Google and you're like, hey, you guys are doing it. Like, come on, like, give me something here. So I can definitely relate to that. But talk to me about, you know, like that impetus for that switch, right? I mean, it's easy when you're in a bigger company to, you can get a little comfortable. You've got amazing benefits. I mean, everyone knows that Google's culture and the benefits that they offer are at the top. So Series A startup, maybe not quite there, but i found that they're not too far off. Like startups now are definitely investing in culture and those benefits to attract employees.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I was very lucky at Google that even pre COVID, I was able to work remotely for two years. So my husband's job took us to Atlanta. And so I was working out of the Atlanta office, we moved back to San Francisco in March of 2020, when everything was changing. Um, what a
0: time to move!
1: <laughs> it, it was very bizarre, but for me, it was kind of the experience of I did feel like I was getting a little comfortable. I knew that I wanted to look for something else. I was interviewing at the Fang companies and had offers there, but something was just kind of nagging at me that I thought if I took one of those offers, then that was probably maybe my career. Like maybe I was just going to move between the same six to ten companies in the Valley and hopefully progress up the chain a little bit and. So I did want to take the opportunity to talk to some smaller companies as well. And and to your point, I really did find that now companies across the spectrum, they want to attract employees. They want to retain employees. So it's not the case anymore that startups have no mat leave policies or they say they have unlimited PTO, but you can never use a day of it in your life. (laughs) And so I did find that like, yes, the kitchens may be less stocked, but on kind of the day-to-day things that, you know, make your life easier easier and make you excited to show up to work. It wasn't that big of a sacrifice.
0: Got it. Well, let's talk about that. Let's go into some of the, you're at Vanta, which you're looking at really helping companies with their security, right? This is mm-hmm. the SOC. This is the HIPAA. There's a bunch of others I know, but I'm really interested in the SOC because I have come across the billboards that just launched. So walk us through some of this for those that don't know, like what is SOC 2 and then well how Vanta is helping. And then we're going to get into these billboards because- It's like a brand marketer, product marketer play. and I just love it.
1: Sure. So SOC 2, you can kind of think of it as the common app for security certification. So if you're a startup and you're looking to sell into a larger company, that larger company wants some reassurance that you're secure, that you're going to treat their customers' data with the utmost integrity. And the most standardized way to prove it is with a SOC 2. And so it's a certification developed by the AICPA. Traditionally, there have been huge barriers to entry for startups to get SOC 2s because they're expensive and time consuming. And so Vanta helps automate up to 90% of the evidence collection that you need to prove compliance. And then we continuously monitor all of your systems to make sure that not only did you achieve compliance for that one day, but that you're staying secure all year long.
0: Also just like kudos to Vanta, right? Like it's one of those things that is such a pain point, right? And it's such a small thing, right? Like it's a small thing, but a huge impact if you don't have it, right? So it's one of those, like, how did you even think of this idea? Like as a head of product marketing, what drew you? Was that interesting to you?
1: Yeah. So actually my experience at Google was kind of some of the impetus for me looking at it. So I mentioned that I started as a security marketer at Google. And if you look at the vast resources that Google has to maintain security, it's hundreds of engineers working on it. There are so many teams, like we had a huge marketing budget to go out and promote basic security features to users, like using two-factor authentication or not reusing passwords, all of that stuff. And those are all the same things that startups should be doing to protect their employees and to protect their systems. And so we kind of say that like security doesn't necessarily scale down. Like the same things that Google does are 80% of them are the same things that startups need to be doing, but the resources are so vastly different. And so I kind of saw that there was this opportunity to like give every startup Google-grade security. And what really sold me on Vanta was I spoke with a few friends who are customers of Vanta and they were just obsessed with the product. And if you can talk to people who are obsessed with this security and compliance product, then I was like, okay, I think they're onto something. And I think we can bring a kind of creative marketing lens to an industry that historically has been extremely unsexy.
0: Yeah. I mean, underserved, you know, it's definitely been unsexy. And so this is a good segue, right? I mean, we're now starting to put some of that VC money into place. And so you guys got some billboards in San Francisco, right? Like it's the highway one, right?
1: Yeah, the 101. 101, sorry. Yeah. So I think we have three billboards between San Francisco and Palo Alto.
0: Got it. And talk to us about the copy, the messaging, and that whole process of coming up with that. Because that just sounds intriguing to me.
1: Sure. So yeah, we had this opportunity. We were going to our first in-person conference, which was Saster, and it was in San Mateo. And just a lot of funny things around going to the conference, like the company kind of came of age during COVID. So we didn't have CMYK colors. We had never (laughs) printed our brand colors before. We had only had them on the website. So we kind of had to scramble to figure out like, okay, let's do print tests to make sure that our booth is the right purple. And then as part of that, we were like, oh, we should try and take out some billboards but we don't have kind of a big branch agency we're working with it's a very scrappy effort and so to figure out what we should put on those billboards it was like a 30-minute brainstorm wow. myself product marketer <laughs> and our content marketer and we kind of came up with this slogan compliance that doesn't sock too much because it's sock too is our bread and butter
0: the number two right so it yes. doesn't sock, sock. c S-O-C, two. Yes. Much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clever. Yes.
1: Yeah. SOC too much. And I think we we're all a little like, okay, this is funny. It's a little punchy. We don't have time to come up with anything else. Like, let's run it and see how people respond to it. And we just had the most kind of outsized response to this relatively small investment. It literally had people coming up to our booth and just like high fiving me and then walking away. <laughs> uh, just shouting like nice billboard when they saw someone walking around with a vantage, and it kind of just reminded me that regardless of the industry that you're in or kind of how serious or unserious a product you're working on people just like being in on a joke and people yeah. like feeling you're speaking their language and that you kind of understand where they're coming from and I think it really did tap into this secret joke which is like you have to know how to pronounce sock too you kind of have to drive the connection and we're making fun of ourselves a little bit, right? Because it's like, even though Vanta makes it easy and yes, it's streamlined, it's fast, it's 10 times easier than doing it yourself. Like maybe it's not the thing that you want to spend your day. If you're a CTO or an engineer at a startup, it might not be the thing you want to spend your day working on. And we kind of wanted to acknowledge that and put our thumb on it a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's so clever. I think it's really funny. And I think it also just shows like, you know, you're head of product marketing and these are the kind of things you get to do at an earlier stage startup. Not that you couldn't do those like at Google, right? But this is the kind of fun that you can have when you're in this type of company in this kind of role.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the good thing is that you can pilot things in a lighter weight way. So we actually took out those three billboards for two weeks around the conference with really not a huge expectation. Right. And then just based on the response and we posted them online and we got a huge response online, we're now taking out more around San Francisco for Q4. And so it is much easier to just experiment and see what sticks. And you obviously don't want to spread your team too thin, but that is is kind of the beautiful thing about a startup is no one's watching your every move. And so those very well (laughs) could have flopped and we just would have torn down the vinyl and moved on.
0: Yeah. Well, let's dive into a little bit of your role, right? So you're coming in, head of product marketing now. You've been there for roughly a year. What does your day-to-day look like? What are some of the things that you're working on?
1: Yeah. So the fun thing, I guess, about working at a startup versus at a larger company is that the day to day varies so much. But a lot of my core responsibilities is working with the product marketing team and really helping think about the positioning and messaging, both for Vanta as a company and then for each of the individual standards we support. So we support SOC 2, HIPAA, and ISO 2701 right now. And then we're rolling out PCI very shortly. And so, really, working on the go to market process for those, making sure that our sales team is enabled and empowered to go out and sell them. Our customer success team knows how to support new features and standards that we roll out And that everyone's talking about them the same way. So that's that side of the house. And then I also lead customer marketing and content marketing, really making sure that our customers are empowered to be our best advocates and salespeople. It is wild how often I listen to like a gong call and someone came in because they talked to another customer or they Mm. saw us, they saw a customer post a blog about getting their own sock to with Vanta. And so now they're talking to us. And we just realized that customers were one of our best channels for marketing, which is why we brought on the function so early.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's key, right? You've got customers talking about you, but it's also, I mean, kudos to the product team, right? I mean, like you're tapping into something that is painful and you're able to solve it easily and quickly. Yeah. Like people will talk about that. Even if it's something you could say as trivial as security and it's something you kind of have to do, but it's really important to their business. And so I think it's really great. I'm really excited to watch Vanta and especially now knowing like you are the head of product marketing. So yeah, I will be watching all of your pilots in judging you secretly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. You can judge us secretly or not secretly.
0: (laughs) No, I've been super impressed. So you've got a lot underneath you, right? So you've got customer marketing, content marketing, got product marketing. I mean, you're doing some brand marketing as well. Like what does the future look like for the next year? You've got one under your belt. What do you think year two is going to hold?
1: Yeah. I think year one was really about, I was the second marketer by a month. And so when I joined, there was just a lot of the foundational work that needed to be put in place. We completely redid the website because the former iteration of the website didn't actually say what Vanta did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just like had a picture of a llama on it, which was very cute. So putting in place the messaging and positioning and really making sure that everyone at the company knows how to say what Vanta does. And then the next year, I think, is really about building Vanta's brand and kind of expanding it beyond what we're known for today, which is these security standards and helping companies get them easily and quickly, really into what the real product magic is. And that's that once you get a SOC to, we continue monitor your systems and make sure that you remain secure and in compliance all year long. So it's almost that compliance is a byproduct of using Vanta as opposed to the end goal. And so it's been great that the market's been growing so quickly. And now there's so much more awareness around what SOC 2 is, why you need it. We don't have to do that customer education piece anymore. And we can really start talking about why Vanta is different and what it allows you to do beyond achieving certifications.
0: really key point too. And I think it's something worth kind of diving into just a little bit here is in the earlier stages, you really are kind of positioning and messaging around kind of like a point solution, right? Like it's really difficult to sell your grand vision of how you're Mm going to be a $10 billion company when you have like 20 customers, right? Like it's tough and you need to get that traction. You need to get more, right? I'm curious how you think this bridge will go. How do you think about positioning from, I can solve this one time thing, but look at this. Like, look what else I can do for you. How do you think about that? Or what are some things you have planned for helping customers see that value?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the really important things that we're leaning into are customer stories. And now that vanta has been around a few years and is very much so the leader in the compliance automation market, we have companies that have been on the platform for three years. And, and so they know how to go out and get a SOC too, right? They've done it before. They kind of have their processes in place and we can really tell their stories now about not only how they've achieved certifications, but also how they've built holistic security programs using Vanta. We also just have a wealth of information from customers that have used Vanta that we can package up into like a set of best practices for startups. And so I think we're evolving the talk track much more to be around like Hey, outside of like getting this certification to close a deal, here's how you can think about security holistically at a startup and really tapping into the fact that it's an area that's like, I would say, or Christina, our CEO calls it the high anxiety, low knowledge gap for CTOs. It's <laughs> like... I like that. You know that you need to be worried about security. You're not quite sure why. You're not quite sure when you should start worrying about it. It's just this like fear that kind of lingers in the background. And we can speak a lot more to what companies need to be doing both within the product and outside of the product, frankly, to help ameliorate that fear and really address some of those concerns head on.
0: Nice. I am really excited to see what that looks like and that journey of the company and even yourself, right? The name of this podcast is The Thrills and the Chills, right? And so I'm just curious within your own career, right? You've got a early stage seed company at a startup that didn't quite work out. You've got a lot of years under your belt with Google and now back to a startup world. What are some of those highs and those lows, those thrills and chills?
1: Yeah, well, I'm very thankful to have had more thrills than chills, but I would say <laughs> some of the thrills. I love doing events and large-scale event production which being at a company like Google really <laughs> lends itself to. So doing iO keynotes and helping support those which are streamed by millions of people around the world and then I also worked on what we called a Google for series events so basically bringing IO level production to Google for India, Google for Indonesia, Google for Brazil. So producing events around the globe was certainly a thrill for me and something that I look back on really fondly. I think a chill for me was really recently kind of grappling with the decision as to whether to leave Google and whether I did want to pursue joining a startup or kind of continue down the road that I was traveling and go to another big company. I felt a huge amount of uncertainty around it. And I really did feel very self-conscious about the decision just because I got so much pushback in interviews Mm -hmm. with the assumption that I could not do IC work. I couldn't move quickly enough to be at a startup. And it really did impact my confidence at that point. And so now being a year in Vanta, I'm very glad to have kind of found my footing and really feel as though like that a lot of the skills are much more transferable than I probably gave them credit for.
0: Oh, that's a really good one. Because I don't think people maybe we don't give it enough credit of like how much interviewing messes with your head. Like I've been in interviews where I felt really good, really confident, and then you're just you don't get it. And you're just like crushed. And your, like, your confidence definitely goes down or you get these hard questions that are definitely like they see them as red flags. And you're like, this isn't a red flag. I can totally do this job. Like, let me show you. And so I'm really glad to hear that you've come out of that space. And it, I can easily point to your work. I mean, even on the outside looking in and go, look, I mean, you're lucky to have Sarah, like kudos to Vanta for doing that, but also you taking that risk. So that's probably a high end a low all within a year.
1: Yes, for sure. And thank you for saying that. I wasn't trying to fish for compliments, but.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, it's tough. I think in this last year, I think we've all kind of have felt this where you're kind of just mentally tired at the same time. Like, I don't know what COVID did to the workforce. I mean, I think we all know what it did, but there's something now where like mental health is at the forefront. And I'm probably similar to you. Like I'm really hard on myself. And so when you get this feedback, not just once, but maybe twice, maybe even a third time, it really starts to make you question, can I do something? And it's really tough. So I'm a little bit curious. Did you have like a support network? How did you kind of work through some of those problems?
1: Yeah, I was very lucky when we came back to San Francisco. I had a very strong network of friends in the area and they were extremely supportive all throughout the interview process. And most of them work in tech in some capacity. And so connecting me with companies and giving me feedback on the companies I was looking at. And ultimately, I think just Just really came down to you kind of have to believe that you can make the transition and stepping into a first marketer role or a first product marketer role like there are going to be a lot of scenarios that you don't know the answer to but i think being someone who's very proactive about learning who can reach out to people maybe cold message people which i have done (laughs) with mixed success just to be like hey i'd love to pick your brain on this specific topic come into it with a degree of humility, but also a degree of confidence that you can probably figure it out and that you're not the first person in the world to figure it out. That was something different for me because when I was at Google, there was always someone else on another team or within the Google ecosystem you could speak to for advice. And now it's really, I have to be much more conscious about reaching out to people at other companies or like friends of friends or getting advice from product marketing groups out there, as opposed to kind of being within an insular network.
0: What, what you just described, I have felt in my own career. And it was actually one of the impetus for starting this podcast is to share these stories. So other heads of first marketers, whatever it may be, understand that you're not alone and that there is a network out there that feels the same way you can reach out to, but also you can work through these problems together. And so I hope that this podcast helps with some of those things. And you know, for some marketers, obviously you are kind of listening, but actively engaging with Sarah, but I'm sure Sarah would love to connect (laughs) with you, reach out on LinkedIn. We'll make sure to leave your profile in the show notes.
1: Yes. Well, and it does. And I said this at the beginning when you and I were chatting, but that I've listened to many back episodes and have gleaned many things from the podcast that I kind of regularly refer back to.
0: Oh, that's good. I'm glad that it's been somewhat helpful. This is my like Dr. Phil moment. So I thanks again for coming on and sharing your thrills sharing some of those chills as well so wish you all the luck at Vanta I'm sure everyone out here will be watching eagerly to see how you position it how you start messaging especially coming off a a really fun billboard banners (laughs) but yeah I just think it's a lot of fun and uh, especially getting to connect with you for those listening we also have a mutual friend Kim we'll make sure that Kim gets this episode to make sure that she's listening to know that she helped connect us somewhat before we actually got to meet today so I'm excited.
1: Kim was my first, one of my first mentors at Google, so I'm, I'm exceptionally thankful to her for a number of reasons. Thank you so much for having me.
0: And now a quick word from our partners at Clue. Stay in the know about your competitive landscape with Clue. Share real-time insights across your organization with Clue's dynamic battle cards delivered everywhere your sales reps live through integrations with Salesforce, Slack, Highspot, and many more. With Clue, you'll never let your sales team be blindsided by competitors again. Crush your competition with Clue. And we'll see you next Thursday. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe. And if you have any feedback on our episodes, things you liked, things you want to hear, anything else, please email us at podcasts at sharebird.com. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I look forward to seeing you next week.